0: You're listening to Ola Fida Podcast and I'm your host, Fida. Please fasten your seatbelt and enjoy the flight. Hola and welcome to yet another episode of Ola Fida, the podcast. And I'm happy to share with you today that you won't be just listening to my ramblings. I have a special guest. Who will be giving me uh, an interesting insights on what it's like to be a husband, a father, you know, shouldering um, heavy responsibilities. And does not mean that he can no longer travel. So, this one is dedicated to all you married men who are thinking of getting married or having kids, but we fear that it will stifle your travel plans (laughs) so yeah let's get on with it then shall we
1: hola fida
0: hola how are you
1: well this uh saturday night i guess
0: as fine as it can be i guess (laughs) yeah i would think so so would you like to introduce yourself to my listeners
1: oh uh hello everybody uh my name is osman uh, and I am Fida's friend by, I think, through my wife. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not too sure whether you heard her, you know, what whatever she mentioned about her experiences in Spain previously. So uh, I'm the husband, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so
0: uh, is your travel style the same as your wife's?
1: Um, I'm not too sure. Sh- Say that it's the same uh, because uh, I've travelled uh, on several occasions uh, through work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bringing kids over, overseas. Mm, you're, uh, okay, just
0: a background, um, he's also an educator.
1: Yes, I shall not name where I'm from and which school and all that. So that's all kind of a secret hush-hush thing. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yes, I'm an educator, so I brought kids overseas, um, and I've also travelled on my own once. I've travelled with parents, uh, and I've also travelled with the family. So, I, I'm not so much of a planner in that sense, because uh, if you ask me how my travelling style is, I will only pack my bags the day before I travel.
0: Yep, so unlike your wife.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> so she'll be packing everything for the kids and all that, like probably a couple of months before the start of the trip. But for me, all my things goes in the day before.
0: So what happens? You fly over and then what do you do?
1: I mean like okay, um if you're talking about work, uh mm-hmm. that's a whole totally different thing altogether because that requires lots of planning. Uh, from the school end, Uh, pre-trip planning, you know, identifying the students, getting the documentation all in order, uh, and then uh, making sure that the itinerary for the trip is uh, up to the school's requirement. Uh, And then a lot of uh, briefings to parents, briefings to students, workshops, even before you even travel overseas. And oh, we wow. la- yeah, lazing with the um, because when we go overseas, it's all about um, connection with the other school that we're traveling to, we're visiting. Uh-huh. So, so we have partners overseas. So it's all about uh, making sure that you know uh, we rely us, uh with the 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 programs, what we're gonna do there, you know that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of prep work when it comes to traveling with kids. So this, not, sense.
0: none of these are applied to your own personal trips. I can
1: assume. I, of course not, <laughs> because work is work, you see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if it's it's for for school work, it's the the key priority is always first number one is, safety, and mm-hmm. second is also safety, and the third is also safety. So wow, yeah, so. So it's very important that we cross the T's, we dot the I's, make sure everything is in order uh, so that if, do, if things do happen or if hiccups do happen, we are prepared for it. Right?
0: So, I mean, are the, how old are the kids that mm. you usually bring them?
1: Uh, I brought kids from the age of probably about, mm, mm, I think, 10, 9 and 10 hmm Yeah, so at times we bring about thirty children over?
0: Wow. Yeah. So at that age do you think it's viable for them to go on all these trips and how far away is it from Singapore?
1: Uh normally we travel to Southeast Asian countries. So there'll be like countries uh China, Brunei, Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, more of the Southeast Asian partners. Within the uh, within Singapore's uh, you know general distance, uh. um, mm. yes, it opens up a lot of their eyes in terms of because they've been so used to how life is like in Singapore, and some of these children they have not had the opportunity to travel, uh, mm. yeah, due to probably like home circumstances or they they when when they travel with family, it's all about. More about uh, you know, going on holidays, sightseeing and tours and all that. Not so much about really, really trying to find out what, how the locals live. So when we bring them over to Indonesia or we bring them over to Brunei, it's a great eye-opener for the children.
0: Mm. How about for your own children? Like, what do you try to instill upon them when you plan a family vacation?
1: Well, the planning I leave it to my wife most of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. But do you at least have any inputs like where you guys want to go, what you guys want to do, how many days?
1: Uh, Okay, so if it comes to like, uh, we, we like to travel to New Zealand because it's one of those safe places that you can actually go with the family. And especially when it's like road trips up and down, Uh. The North or the South Island. So, um, I do the planning when it comes to the driving. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And from the driving itself comes the identification of uh, places that we're going to stop over. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And and then from there, then, of course, uh, my wife comes in and gives us input whether this Airbnb is up to standard or we're going to stay in a motel or, you know. What are we gonna do there? You know, so she gives the green light. Whether that's okay, that's all right. You know, so she has the final say in terms of probably those kind of things. Uh, but um, when we bring our kids over, it's all about understanding the culture of the country,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: making sure that they remember how um, uh, how lucky we are to live in Singapore. In comparison to wherever we're going,
0: mm. yeah. Even how though, how old were they
1: when um, you bring them? The first time we went to Indonesia Bandung, mm-hmm. yeah. So the youngest was, I think, about four or five. I think four,
0: yeah. Is four an appropriate age to start bringing you know around the world?
1: I don't know because I have friends who bring their kids all the way to Iceland when the child is like two years old or even under Uh, two. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah. So it's like whether or not the child will remember, that's one thing. Whether they're bringing the kids over because it's a necessity because there's nobody else to take care of their children while they're there, it's also Mm -hmm. another thing. Um, But I feel that if we do bring children to travel, it needs to be an experience that they will remember. Somehow or other, mm. yeah. So I think at the age of four or five, that's all right. Because at that point in time, my youngest was about four or five. My mm-hmm. oldest was probably in P2 or P3. Yeah, somewhere around there. That's about nine or ten yeah, years old. And my middle one was in P1, if I'm not wrong. So it's it's quite okay. and But traveling with kids is very, very tiring, eh? Is it tiring for them or for the parents? <laughs> Both. You know, you know, yeah. It's it's tiring to travel with your own kids, but it's even more tiring when you travel with, uh, uh in, in the school setting.
0: Of course, you have to take care of yeah. like what 30 odd kids.
1: Yes. That's not even your so own. Not...
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And normally we don't sleep, you see. If so, it's a four day, three night, or five day, four night thing i will have probably like two other teachers with me and in the night we will have guard duty in that sense so even in the even in the hotel rooms where the kids are asleep at at the very least one teacher should be awake
0: oh wow from
1: certain time to yeah so we rotate so if anything happens at least somebody is up i did
0: not experience that when i was in school (laughs) (laughs)
1: But when when you travel, you were in secondary school, I guess? No, uh,
0: I think the first trip that the school organized, we were 12, that's primary 6.
1: So we literally
0: Uh, wait for the teachers to fall asleep so that we can do stuff.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah I think maybe our generation was slightly different uh.
0: yeah I guess yes yeah. so traveling with family does it restrict you like in terms of planning the destination like certain cities or countries are not suitable, or you just don't care you just try
1: i don't know i i'm a very I'm very sticky when it comes to safety mm mm-hmm. yeah, so whatever I do in at work you know, I try to mirror it when we travel. Mm-hmm. So like for example, if you ask me, uh, do you do your MFA registrations when you travel overseas?
0: What's an MFA registration? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's say if you go to Spain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before you leave, do you register uh, to, through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs that you're travelling to this country from what date to what date? And you provide that with your itinerary. So if anything happens to you, Let's say there's an earthquake there or there's a natural disaster. They know that they have Singaporeans in that particular area from a certain time or date. You do that? You don't, right? I think your wife did it for me. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too sure whether many people do that, but um, I do it for my kids. I do it for us when we travel oh. because it's something that I carry over from school.
0: Ah, yeah. So do you still remember the time when you don't travel with your family?
1: <laughs> oh okay. On okay. When I didn't travel with them, uh, I think the recent one was actually in twenty eighteen. I eh? I went to New Zealand on my own. Uh, I think before mm-hmm. she went to Spain, I went to New Zealand in June. So I went, yeah. So I went over to visit a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I did my MPA registration. <laughs> 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 yeah, and. And because uh, I was going over to see my friend and we were going to go on a road trip, uh, the itinerary was very sketchy. Basically, I just booked the car, I booked the lodging, mm-hmm. and then uh, we 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 more or less decided that uh, there were certain places that we want to see, and then we'll decide how to find them. Oh. Yeah. So,
0: but are they such uh easy to search on google Maps yeah yeah, yeah.
1: uh actually if mm. if you're asking me if there's a a country that you want to bring your kids over for the first time, like you want to go on a road trip, that kind of thing, I think New Zealand is pretty safe
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So this is, this is not like a plug for New Zealand, I'm, I'm not, i not, <laughs> but...
0: I'm waiting for them to sponsor me.
1: <laughs> you haven't been there yet?
0: No, I have. Uh, I went eh? uh, two, two years okay, ago.
1: So so I guess if, if you've been there, uh, you would realize that uh, it's very easy to move, to get around as long as you can drive. Yeah. Mm. And um, basically communication is not an issue people friendly uh yeah. yeah so it's it's actually quite friendly uh family friendly in that sense uh uh the next one that we'll probably try probably will be i think language is gonna be an issue for us
0: <laughs> definitely yeah like i I don't have time to learn Japanese, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But, okay, New Zealand, are you uh, more favourable to North Island or South Island? For
1: me, uh, it depends on what you want to do. Like. If, you want, if you're mm-hmm. into the sights, you're into the adventure stuff, you know, the adventure sports, going and trying to probably to go skydiving and all that, then the South is definitely the place for you. But if it's the first time and you just it's the first time going overseas with the family then I would think the north is just nice because it's it's a, it's much more populated in that sense that you know you don't go on long stretches where it's rural areas and you, uh, I would say like if you get stuck somewhere the next closest help you're gonna get will be like about 100 kilometers they will be in the south huh? oh yeah oh wow yeah <laughs>
0: I've only been to the North Island. I'm not sure about South Island when I'm gonna go there. Uh,
1: I thought,
0: yeah, so which season do you think is the best time to go?
1: Uh, different seasons you see different things. So, um, one the first time we went to the North Island, we went in winter,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, so but the thing about the North Island, the sites, like if you're looking for landscapes, you're looking for snow-capped mountains and all that, you have to be pretty specific to which place you want to go. So like, you will have to travel all the way to like Mount Taranaki, then you can see mm-hmm. the snow-capped mountain in probably in the North Island. But if let's say you're in the South, everywhere you will see mountains. Mm. Yeah. So the sites, and if you would, travel all the way to Mount Cook, there will be a place to actually... a a site for you to see, you see. So, Mm -hmm. um, the first time we went over to the North Island, it was in winter. The second time we went to the South Island, uh, it was in summer. But summer came Mm -hmm. late. Oh, okay. So, by right, uh, in the month of end November, it's actually... Uh, their spring. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, springtime for them. You know, and but... going into summer, <laughs> but, but it didn't happen. So when we were there, it was still very cold. Yeah. Oh. So, but it's somehow after that about probably like, the first week into December, then it started to get pretty warm. Yeah, even in the south. So, uh, yeah. So the south normally is much colder. And it was quite an experience because uh, as what they say, you know, if you travel to New Zealand, in the morning you might have hot sunny weather, but mm-hmm. sometime in noon noontime might suddenly become uh, cold weather. And next thing you know, you might have winds coming in from the Arctic, you know, blowing in your face and you, you need to wear like three, four layers already.
0: Yeah, it's burrito. Weather. Yeah, that's right.
1: so it's pretty unpredictable.
0: So, the next time you will get to travel without your family, hopefully next year, because mm-hmm. your wife wants to travel with me again. Oh,
1: is it? So, oh. that's what she said. I, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, so, the question is, do you want to travel with her again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll discuss this separately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So where do you think you want to go on the non-family vacation?
1: Uh, there are certain things that I want to do. I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. my wife will not approve, but uh, are, I would like to go on a road trip on two wheels. Yeah, mm. biking would be fun. You know, not not. Ouais. I mean, not as in bicycle lah. No, no, no. Uh, I know,
0: I know. (laughs) The Hot Wheels.
1: (laughs) Motorbikes are my thing. So, uh, I wouldn't mind going back to New Zealand or uh, if that's not the case, then I'll probably look into maybe Scotland. Mm, Mm. You know, biking Mm. from uh, Scotland all the way to probably, I don't know, certain parts of the UK. That would be fun if not, I'll just go back to New Zealand because um the other time I was there, I actually asked whether I could rent you know bikes uh they do mm-hmm. that, but uh the time that I was there, I only had a small window to do it, and normally they said that yeah biking trips uh would take at least about five days to uh to a week, yeah, but I couldn't mm-hmm. afford that time. Yeah. How long so were the you ad, there for? Yeah, the other possibility would be Australia.
0: Which part of Australia?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe Tasmania. <laughs> there could be one. That that's the name that keeps appearing in my uh, Instagram feed. Yeah. So that could be it. yeah. Yeah, Tasmania is looking yeah, for probably. you. Probably. But if not, we're back to New Zealand and catch up with friends uh, and I do also have friends now living in Adelaide so it could be a stop mm-hmm. along the way.
0: Mm. Yeah. So do you still need your wife's approval to rent a bike or? <laughs> oh,
1: um, I think it's a certain make, it's a certain model that she's specific about that I can write or I cannot write. So, I just have to stick to that and the, the rest will come in naturally la.
0: How long How long do you think is the, the right duration for you to have, uh, you know, a peaceful vacation on your own without your family and not missing them? Like, your wife has some problem towards the end, like, oh, I want to go back, I miss my family after like, I don't know, six mm-hmm. days, five days?
1: Yeah. yep. Uh, it depends on the family, I guess. So, if your family is uh, pretty tight-knit, you see each other every day, you 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 know i think maybe for some people after a week they get homesick they need to go back and see the kids uh yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh for me uh the last time that I went over was about, i think 11 days without yeah 11 days, 11 without days. The kids, i think so somewhere around there mm-hmm. it was okay i did it i mean i, I wouldn't say i didn't miss them but you know, I did miss them in certain uh, instances whereby, oh, you know, I'm here if only the kids were here, you know, that kind of thing. Then they'll be able to see what mm. I see, they'll be able to experience what I experience, but not so much about not having the kids there with all their, you know, nonsense, la teacher, yeah, ah, you know, but more about them missing out on the experience than anything else. So, I would.
0: Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Like sometimes when I'm mm. eating with your wife, she'll be like, oh my God, my kids will love this. My mm. kids will love this. Yeah. So I can imagine. Mm. So yeah, your wife went away for 15 and you went for 11. Are you going to break her record someday?
1: Uh, Well, these kind of trips are all like, you know, like uh, an investment, you see. So she has already mm-hmm. gone to London first. I I think that was mm-hmm. for about maybe two weeks. And then she has gone to mm-hmm. Spain for 15 days. So in total, probably about 29 days altogether. I've only gone away for 11. <laughs> so I have another 19 days uh, in my, you know, like so-called piggy bank, which I can use.
0: Oh my God. Is this some kind of an agreement between the two of no, you? No, but
1: at least, you know it's, it's, it's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like a joker card you can always take up. Hey, you have gone already, not so long. So, if I'm going to go on the next trip, there's nothing you can say about it. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's going to be 19 days. It's going to be 19 days. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, but she's going to increase that number yeah, again, so that means, I guess,
1: once yeah, the borders so are open. I will always be able to have that additional mileage in my uh, so-called piggy bank, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So for those those guys out there, and right? If you are like wondering when are you gonna travel on your own and your wife doesn't allow it, the first thing you should do is to let your wife travel with her friends first. Then, if you need to travel, then <laughs> she can't say no to you because you said yes to her.
0: I'm sure all the men list, all the married men listening to this <laughs> will appreciate that tip. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on my podcast. I know you have been excited to be (laughs) on my show for a while. Excitement (laughs) is
1: not the appropriate word. Sometimes cannot sleep, you know, that kind of thing, thinking about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope to hear your next uh, story, of your next solo adventure without the wife, without the kids.
1: Yes, uh, I hope that it happens soon and thank you very much for having me on your podcast tonight. No problem. It was my pleasure.
0: Thank you and adios. Adios. And there you have it. It's nice to chat with other travellers with different backgrounds or lifestyle than me. My podcast will not just feature the carefree solo backpackers type of (laughs) travellers. I want to chat with everyone because um, I believe in the beauty of variety. Hmm. If you have a story to tell, hit me up on Instagram at holafida and we can take it from there. So, gracias todos for listening all the way to the very end. We'll chat again in no time. Stay tuned and stay safe. Adios